Hello everyone, I am back. It's been a little hiatus. There's been some off seasons. But what we need to do today is talk rosters and we're gonna talk a little bit about the Nebraska Bell Nebraska Bell roster and the Las Vegas Raiders roster. Let's dive into it. So, we are in June. Yes, it's already June, um, which means we are nearing the NFL season. The offseason is a little bit shorter in terms of there's only three games now. Um, that will come first, which is awesome. We've made it through some difficult times. And difficult for me. I'm not a big baseball fan, although uh, this is the most I've ever been into baseball. Um, I'm a Twins fan, and they are doing well. Um, I pretty much will watch any sport, really, but I'm just not big into baseball. So we got baseball. We've had hockey, which is great, but that's winding down. We have the NBA Finals. That is well, game one just happened last night, so game two will be tomorrow night. So we're kind of winding down and, and just having baseball, which means when you get to just baseball, you know, to me, it's like the calm before the storm. I'm sorry, it's the storm before the calm. Um, so we have NFL coming up, and then in November, we will have college basketball start back up. Which comes up sooner than rather than later, and that just means um, the preseasons start um, sooner rather than later. So, um, also November is the World Cup. I have taken work off to watch that. So that's coming up. Um, I'm excited for the fall slash winter for sports. I want to talk today about both the Nebraska ball roster and the Las Vegas Raiders roster. I'm not going to cover every transaction with the Raiders, every movement that happened, because it's just a bigger roster. A lot of things happened. I don't think I've even kept up um, with a lot of it, but there's obviously been some big changes, um, and but we will talk about every change with the Nebraska ball roster. The, th the thing about college basketball at this point in the year, it's, it's really winding down um, for the 2022-2023 season in terms of roster movements. Every team is basically, they in the next short time, will finalize their rosters because the season starts in November and you have um, you have to be on campus in the fall um, when when your school starts. So um, people are finalizing their rosters. And the other reason why I don't think anything is going to change at this point um, is because 
you think about the transfer portal and people are picking up remaining needs they have from the transfer portal to enter into it at this point um, is kind of ruling yourself out. You have a, a very slim chance to play this next season. A few teams are looking for their rosters. Now, if you're a, a highly acclaimed player, you're going to have you know offers and whatnot. But if you're not like a five-star or well-renowned, um, it will be challenging at this point. Um, so for that reason, you have people who leave, they, they decide to, to go back home or play near home. And so you do have some people enter the transfer portal at this point, but they usually know and they usually decide before now, before June. Um, you talk about people going pro, um, and Nebraska ball has a couple, um, but the people usually test out the NBA draft. You talk about Bryce McGowan's. He's definitely gone. He's going to go in the first round. Yes, I will be getting a jersey of his, as I have with Delano Banton and um, Isaiah Roby. Um, I can tell you where to get those if you want. They're very cheap. But I will be getting a Bryce McGowan's jersey. Trey McGowan's, um, I guess I wasn't quite on top of this. I thought he was testing it out. Um, I didn't think he'd get drafted, and I still don't think he will, but he's going to stay pro um, and probably find himself in Europe or wherever he can play, wherever someone will pick him up, and someone will pick him up. Fred Hoiberg said he was one of the best defenders in the Big Ten last year, and I believe that's true. We were a much better team when he played, when he didn't play, when he was injured last year, um, our, we, we give a lot more points. And so he, he's very good in that way. Very skilled just all the way around, and so somebody will pick him up. Lat Mayen also will go pro. Um, that one surprises me a little bit, but we don't really have a roster spot for him. Who knows where he would have fit in the lineup this year. Um you talk about Alonzo Verge is gone, graduated. Kobe Webster graduated. Uh, Trevor Lakes is going to transfer. Keon Edwards is going to transfer. He ended up in Milwaukee. Ed Andre, Eduardo Andre, he is transferring. Um, so a lot of roster movements. Um, you also, so that's everybody that's leaving. So with that, that leaves you C.J. Wilcher, Karen McPherson, Derek Walker, Casey Tominaga, Wilhelm Breinbach, Oleg Kojnitz, Kojnitz. I still haven't learned how to pronounce that. That is who's coming back. I'm very excited that um, Derek Walker's coming back. I like that C.J. Wilcher's coming back. Wilhelm Breinbach, those are kind of the three I'm excited that they're coming back. And I hope in in our day and age, injuries don't, um, big injuries like ACLs and, and such, aren't as worrisome. Um, you can recover quickly, more quickly than you used to. Technology and medicine um, are more advanced to where you can 
have a training program to get you back on your feet. And so Wilhelm Breinbach, I'm excited to see him play next year. Um, it'll be interesting to see who starts. Um, will it be Wilhelm Breinbach coming back as a sophomore um, in kind of that forward position with Derek Walker? Will it be Blaze Kada, who we're going to talk about in a second? Um, so in terms of who's returning, you have one starter, C.J. Wilcher, obviously an important bench player. Um, Wilhelm Breinbach was an important bench player before he got hurt. Um, but then you talk about Karen McPherson, you talk about Kese Tomonaga and Oleg, Oleg redshirted. Kese slipped down the roster. Once we got healthy, he really didn't play much. Um, C.J. Wilcher is an important player. So, um, not a ton of experience coming back. Derek Walker, obviously the standalone there. Um, and so, who do we add? We had Denim Dawson, who is was on campus in the spring. Um, he had already enrolled, and so... Technically, he was practicing with the team and, and um, getting some reps in there, which is nice. You have Blaze Keda, a renowned forward. Um, he is, uh, I think, a prized possession and one of the big reasons why Eduardo Andre transferred because I think Blaze Keda will start. Um, having Wilhelm Breinbach, though, coming back and um, played a lot last year before he got hurt. He was an integral part of our team. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I think maybe he'll get the start at first, and we'll see Blaze Kata's development. You have Sam Greasel from South Dakota State, an important transfer. We were trying to get his teammate, but he went to Creighton, which is awesome. <laughs> that was sarcasm. Sam Greasel, I think, will start at point guard. I don't see how he doesn't. Tremendous player coming in. That will be awesome. I think Blaze Cato will start. So there's three spots. Um, actually, I take that back because another guy that transferred in is Juwan Gary. Um, an important transfer for us. I actually think he will start. So Juwan Gary, Derek Walker, that will be... A pretty good duo down there, and to nice to have Juwan's experience. And so you have Wilhelm Breidenbach and Blaze Kata both coming off the bench. We are deep at forward, barring no one gets hurt. Another uh, freshman will be Vermel Lloyd. Uh, he is athletic. He's gifted. I think he's going to, not on the same scale, but he will replace Bryce McGowan's in terms of that playmaker ability. Um Obviously, you can't replace a five-star unless you get another five-star. <laughs> but Romel Lloyd, I think, is an important get. You have Jeff Grace, who's going to walk on uh, from Arizona State. Um, that's an interesting move, I think. Um, you know, having a scholarship with Arizona State and now walking on. Jamarcus Lawrence, a another prized uh, get. I think he's he is going to fit really well in Hoiberg's system. Um, and I think the last, let's see, Sam Griesel, um, Derek Walker, 
Jawan Gary. I think Romel Lloyd will be the fourth starter. And then lastly, to round it off, I think Emmanuel Bandumel, um, he is transferring in as a senior. He has one year of eligibility. I think he will get that fifth slot starting, which means C.J. Wiltshire um, will be right off the bench. I think Dan Dawson will be right off the bench. And, of course, as I mentioned, Blaze Keita and Wilhelm Breinbach will come right off the bench. Um, so, oh, and Jamarcus Lawrence, he'll be right off the bench too. So you have eight or nine guys there, I think, that are, um, it excites me. And you have, I'm interested to see what Oleg looks like and Keisei Tomonaga looks like. Um, but really deep on that bench, you'll have some experience, at least in the fact of they practice with the team. They got reps with the team all year. And that is the case for Karan McPherson, for Casey Tomanaga, and Oleg. So um, I would say the bench is pretty deep. However, what we had last year in Bryce McGowan's and Trey McGowan's, um, I don't think you're it, – it's tough to see from this roster who you're going to replace that with. Um, Bryce McGowan's obviously almost – he almost getting 20 points um, – not almost, I guess, but, um, you know, upper teens averaging points per game. That's tough to replace. Tough to replace his athleticism, his offensive prowess. Um, I don't see anyone in that roster this year that's going to replace that. It's going to take a committee to replace that. Um, also, what you're trying to replace is Trey McGowan's defense. Who's going to step up and do that? Will be that Sam, Sam Greasel? Um, will there be someone like Juwan Gary who can step up and do that um, on the defensive side of the ball? Um, so I'm interested to see how this stuff is replaced. You also talk about Alonzo Verge, which we haven't mentioned much today. Um, who will replace him? And it's nice that Sam Greasel is already a point guard. He knows how to play that position. Alonzo Verge did not. And so... That is helpful to have that there, but I think the attacking ability of Alonzo Verge, will that be replaced in Sam Greasel? I don't know. Alonzo Verge emerged as one of our top scorers, uh, one of our offensive playmakers, and I think ended up as a good point guard. It would have been nice to have him another year, but um, he will not, so Sam Greasel will replace that. And so how does that look? It'll be... It, does that look better because someone can run the offense? Someone can take care of the ball, get the ball where it needs to go? Um, I think one of the problems of Alonzo Verge last year was that he just would take it himself. He'd just start driving, and there'd be no offensive rhythm. And sure, he might score here and there, but um, we didn't really get any offensive rhythm. So can Sam Greasel do that? I think the explosiveness of Ramel Lloyd to Marcus Lawrence is going to help on the, um, the backcourt. And uh, Jawan Gary, a huge get. Again, I think we're very deep at forward. Um, I think it's an upgrade to Latman. Latman, not a super gifted big man. Um, he was more of a, I think he fit, he probably fit Fred Hoiberg's system better because he was more of a perimeter three point shooter. Although I don't think his percentage was very good. It seems like he missed a lot of shots. Um, 
But I think you replace Lat Main with like a Jawan Gary, a Blaze Keda, and your rebounding should be better. I think Lat Main's not one of his strengths was not rebounding, and that killed us last year. I think Jawan Gary is a is a natural rebounder, and that's going to help with Derek Walker down there, who's a very good postman, a very good rebounder, really good in the paint. Um, so what do I think about this roster? Um, what I've said before on this podcast is that one of the things plaguing Nebraska is the lack of consistency of players. And guess what? We're seeing that again this year. Basically overturning the roster. I mean, we're going to have four new um, starters. That hurts because what happened last year is we did the same thing, overturned the roster again, and game one we lose. Right out of the gates. One we should not have lost. And if we had played them at the end of the team, at the end of the season, we would have crushed them. No doubt about it. But because the team was still figuring itself out, they lost the first game. But then you talk about, at the end of the season, a nice, probably our Nebraska ball's biggest win in years. No, not probably. It is Nebraska's biggest win in years. A road win against top five Wisconsin. Top 10 Wisconsin. I don't think they were top five. Top 10 Wisconsin. I mean, again, we played Wisconsin at the beginning of the year. There's no chance we're winning that game. The team wasn't put together. You start to develop your identity. Um, and if you don't have the same guys, you have to figure out the identity in the first 10 games. You figure out identity, what your role is, and you can practice all this stuff, but clearly it doesn't take shape until a few games in, at least for our team, in the Fred Hoiberg system because we have struggled and we do not look like a Fred Hoiberg team at the beginning of the year. Um, and I had said before last year, last year's uh, season, that in two years we would make the NCAA tournament. And that was balancing on the fact that we would return some guys. And again, once again, you you look at who I just mentioned, who's coming in. A very talented athletic team. No shortage of athletic players. You look at who's added to the team. No shortage. But apparently that doesn't matter because you don't have many players have returned. And so <clears throat> if I had to guess, if I had to make some sort of prediction for this season, I would guess that we'll finish under 15 wins um, or right at 15 wins and no postseason play for us. That's my guess. Um, I could be surprised by how quickly this team comes together. Um, I'm not denying that, but what we've seen from Fred Hoiberg's teams, it's the same thing. It's the same thing of trying to find the identity, the roles at the beginning of the season. So um, not high hopes for this season. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know how we'll fare in the Big Ten. I think... One of the things you're also paying attention to is how will Fred Hoiberg um, coach? He has gotten pummeled in the Big Ten over the years. Pummeled. 
Is he learning from this? Is he growing? Is he learning how to coach and put a team on the court against Big Ten teams? Because it has been nearly laughable in his first few seasons. Nearly laughable. I mean, his record alone is abysmal. The stats are abysmal. And so it has he grown from that? Because if you don't see growth, if you don't see him being able to out-coach, he has been out-coached so many times by other coaches in the Big Ten. And that's not, I mean, obviously the, the coaches in the Big Ten are very good. Each team is hiring better and better coaches, it seems like. There's great coaches in the Big Ten. However, you should not be outcoached nearly every game. And that's what it has felt like in his first few seasons. Is that going to change? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Does last season, the end of last season, correlate to this season? Is it going to carry over? I don't know. Will that win against Wisconsin give him a boost? We'll see. So that's it for Nebraska ball. Let's turn our attention to the Las Vegas Raiders now. For those of you that are into both of those teams. <laughs> um, obviously, the most important thing is... Um, there's two important things, I think, to this roster to start off with. Devontae Adams, the big one, which I haven't talked about yet. Huge get. Probably the best receiver in the league right now. Um, at the very least, top three. I don't think there's any debate for top three. And could be the best. That is a huge get. That is a huge addition. Um, that's really important. We have some other good wide receivers, but not that number one. And I think that was a problem last year. So Devontae Adams, a huge, huge get. Obviously, he reunites with Derek Carr. That is maybe not for this season, but the other important thing is that Derek Carr got an extension on his contract. And that is important because just about every year, every year, there's rumors of like, Derek Carr's getting traded. He's going here. He's going there. They're going to trade him away. And clearly those were not substantial rumors. Maybe they were taking calls. Um, but clearly nothing serious, and they wanted to put that to bed. <laughs> and so the Raiders keep Carr here. And there's a no. The important part of that that really sciences this is there's a no-trade clause in his contract. All right, so everybody can stop talking about Derek Carr getting traded. This is your quarterback for the next couple of years, unless he retires or we cut him. Cutting him would be a killer to our payroll. So he is our quarterback for a few more years. Own up to it. He's a top-ten quarterback, I think. Anyways, that's not that's for another podcast. So that's important. Um, wide receiver, some weapons for Carr. There were rumors of Darren Waller getting traded, um, which I'm like, then what's the point of getting Devontae Adams? Don't you want weapons? Um, and so Darren Waller is kept. We return a lot of offensive linemen. We draft a couple. Um, I think one thing that transitioned over the course of the season was we had a young O-line and a scrappy O-line that um, I think developed as the year went along. So I'm hoping that that development continues, um, that it stays stable. 
um, that we get depth for when guys get hurt because it's it's pretty much a when and not an if. Um, so I think the offense, I think we have a top five, dare I say, offense in the league. You look at weapons, um, you look at who's coaching from the Patriots, and um, he's an offensive-minded guy. Really has sparked some great Patriot offenses. Um, that is important. Our offense will be fine. Um, I think our defense, one of the questions is linebackers. Um, we just haven't been able to really solidify that for years. We haven't found quite the guys to um, beef up that position. Uh, our D-line, obviously Max Crosby, one of the best. Um, we should have a good D-line. The other question is secondary there, um, which we add um, a safety and we added a couple cornerbacks. Um, one of the issues there is staying healthy. Um, obviously, defense is, is more a question than offense. Our offense should blow some teams out. The other, you look at off-season moves, you look at um, what we did, and by all accounts, it's like, okay, we might have the best roster in the AFC West, one of the best. However, each team, the Chiefs, Chargers, and Broncos, all made significant, huge blockbuster moves um, and have beefed up their teams. The Chiefs were already a dominant, maybe best team in the league. They get rid of Tyreek Hill. He goes to the Dolphins. Crazy move there. So they make a blockbuster move away and lose one of the top three receivers in the league, probably. Um, easily the fastest receiver in the league. So that hurts them and brings them down a notch. <laughs> they still have Patrick Mahomes, who's the best quarterback in the division. Um, but every team has a quarterback that is maybe top ten. You talk about what Russell Wilson has been for the Seahawks and for the league. He has been very, very consistent over his career with the Seahawks. Now he comes to Denver, and will it be what they everything they hope and dream out of a quarterback? I don't know. But it gives them stability at quarterback um, to make a play to an already... In the last couple of years, they've been basically been a quarterback away from at least the playoffs and maybe the conference championship. Their defense has been absolutely incredible. And they've had pieces at wide receiver. Um, they have a running back. So they were basically a quarterback away, and now they have Russell Wilson. So that will be very interesting for the Broncos um, as their team is, is right up there. You talk about the Chargers. They made some, some defensive moves in the offseason. They have a great roster. They have Justin Herbert, who maybe he isn't now, or maybe you want to give him time, however you see that. He's a top-ten quarterback, or will be a top-ten quarterback in the league. Great get there. Um, 
they have a great defense. They have weapons on offense, great wide receivers. Um, so they're right there as well. I mean, they were the Raiders beat them and keep them out of the playoffs. Um, they were right there for a playoff run and a team that should have been in the playoffs that wasn't. So they'll be right there again. The Broncos make a move to get up there. And the Raiders were in the playoffs last year. I think they're right there again in the mix. And then, of course, you have the Chiefs. Again, the loss of Tyreek Hill levels the playing field a bit. You still have Andy Reid, one of the best coaches, I think, ever. What he's done with Eagles and Chiefs. Um, you have Andy Reid, you have Patrick Mahomes. So the, the core minus Tyreek Hill is still intact. And they have a lot. They beefed up their defense a little bit. Um, no worries for the Chiefs there. So I, I say all that because the Raiders have an incredible roster now, um, even better than last year. Um, maybe go farther in the playoffs. However, the rest of the division is incredible. It's it's the best division in football. I don't think there's any question this year that it's going to be the best division in football. So, yes, um, maybe my negativity comes in here. But, um, you know, if we were put in any other division, we're first or second. Now I'm going, I don't know what's going to happen here. And... I just don't know how we'll fare. I really don't know a good estimate to make. Um, the question mark of, is Russell Wilson still Russell Wilson? Will he be this, the same kind of caliber of quarterback with the Broncos? Um, kind of puts is a big question, I think, for the division. Um, can the Chargers... Are the Chargers still going to be better? Are they, are they going to be better? I don't know. Um... The Chiefs got worse. Do they fall out of the top spot? So a lot of questions for the division. Um, if I had to make a guess, I'd probably put us around the same record as last year. Um, nine and eight, eight and nine, I think we'll be right around there. We have a semi-difficult schedule. Um, and, of course, six games against the division. So I'm I'm interested I'm intrigued. Um, I would guess nine and eight. Nine and eight. That's what I'll say right now. I made a prediction for Nebraska ball, so I'll make a prediction for the Raiders. Nine and eight, and the playoff spot. What is interesting is, could we see something that's never happened before? I don't think, and that is every member from the division going to the playoffs. Because now with that third wild card spot, it is possible. It is possible. Before, you could only get three max into the playoffs. Now you have the potential if the three non-division winners um, are in that wild card spot, they can get in and knock other divisions out. I think that's a question and something to look out for. Can all four members of the AFC West get into the playoffs this year? That would be nuts, and the playoffs would be nuts, and I would love the playoffs to face rivals, obviously. We'd be playing one of them. <laughs> so that's just some things to consider. I think um, at least for the this year, 
Um, the Raiders are trying to make a play for the immediate. I think if there's something to look at, it's what the Rams did last year. Um, I don't. The Rams don't have a sustainable dynasty per se. They have a, a lot of old guys on their team. But they made moves and they made plays to win immediately. Win immediately. And, of course, they were already talented. They had kind of a, a core there for a couple years. Sean McVay, obviously a, a nice piece for the for a, a dynasty, a franchise. Um, but they tried to win immediately. And I wonder if we'll see more teams do that. I think the Raiders are doing that. A Devontae Adams trade is certainly a play to win right now. Um, I think I saw yesterday, because of cap space stuff, the Raiders have $24 million in cap space. What will they do with that? How will they use that um, the rest of the offseason? It needs to happen fairly quickly um, as training camp approaches. But... I think the Raiders are making moves to win right now with Derek Carr. They know they have a couple years left with him, so they're making moves to try. Can they get something? Can they get an AFC championship? Can they get to a Super Bowl? Um, I think now you have at least all the pieces on offense. Maybe not an O-line, but uh, maybe a good enough O-line to get you there. <laughs> so we will see how much the Raiders win this year. I'd love to see them win more than nine games. I think they can. I think they have potential. But I'm going to play it safe and say nine wins because it's a tough league. Well, thanks for joining me today. It's been nice to recap. And um, as the seasons approach, as the fall approaches, there will be more podcasts. But there's uh, kind of lull. I have things to talk about. But you know, I'm just enjoying life and enjoying things personally. So um, there won't be too many until the NFL season starts or gets closer to starting as we look at preseason and cuts and moves and all that. So stay tuned for the release of the next podcast. Thanks for joining me today and stay classy.